0: Now we have a special episode, another crossover with our friends at Citycast Denver. We decided to join up once again with another excellent Colorado podcast to talk about our eighth favorite member of Congress from Colorado, Lauren Boebert, and what a spectacular year she had. So, coming up, it's the Citycast Denver Get More Smarter Podcast crossover episode, the 2023 Holiday Lauren Bobert Clicktacular. Take a listen
1: today on Citycast Denver. Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, after barely surviving her last election in 2022, she tried to cool it with the antics. But instead, the Boebert show went global with the grope heard around the world. So will 2024 prove to be the end of her political career? My producer Paul Caroli and I are digging through all the latest muck with a couple of returning guests, Ian Silveri and Jason Bain. They are Democratic Party operatives, the co-hosts of the Get More Smarter podcast, and they know Boebert's political future as well as anyone. And yes, this episode has some explicit moments. Today is Wednesday, December 20th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Ian Silveri and Jason Bain, welcome back to CityCast Denver. Hey, thanks for having us. Oh my
0: gosh, we're so happy to be
1: here.
2: Hey guys. <laughs> Hey Paul. <laughs> well, um I guess uh I lost the bet, so it's my job to explain what we're gonna try to do here. <laughs> Is that how this works? You guys <laughs> okay. just like bet Sometimes. What was the bet? Uh, oh, I feel uh, like there, was, I, there wasn't a bet. There I was a week like, probably before we like, you do it. <laughs>
3: yeah. Wait, so was the bet that you have to talk to us? That was the loser? <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, no. We knew we wanted to talk to spoil. you two. We Explained. definitely knew that
1: explain where we are and why we're talking about what we're talking about
2: <laughs> but about a month ago i had this crazy idea you know lauren bobert had such a big year she's so fun to talk about it i see in our numbers our audience loves when we talk about it i think you guys probably see the same thing yeah. so what if we did like a big lauren bobert you know, Christmas special or like an end of the year. Like, where is she? And then Ian, we talked and you were like, well, there's actually a lot of new information that's happening. I think people would probably want to know about. And so that's that's what we want to know about.
0: She's made plenty of news through uh, what we call the Beetlebert scandal uh, Mm -hmm. back in September. But ever since then, it's not like she's been quiet. It's not like she's been doing nothing. She's just been doing like slightly lower boil stuff. And uh, we see the same thing in our audience, so that Jason and I were jokingly referring to this as the Lauren Boebert twenty twenty four Holiday Clicktacular Special. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we're probably going to get a bunch of those as a result of this.
2: Do you, what is that right now? Is this like lefties circling the circling the the wagons or something? It's like what's happening? What is this moment?
0: Man. It's just you can't not you can't look away. It's every day. There's like another insane infraction. She spent last week in New York City with George Santos while he's making like three hundred grand a month on.
3: Cameo. cameo and i think for republicans it's we'll get into this but i think the the beetle scandal was the the nail in her coffin uh, i can't wait to talk about that but i i think even republicans now are like oh my god lauren bobert and and hmm. they're sort of on the where the liberals were like getting annoyed with her now everyone's sort of annoyed with her and she's She's gotten bipartisan in that way. (laughs) So the great uniter, Lauren (laughs) Boebert.
2: Well, let's get into one of these things because there's one in particular, Ian, and you said you found this story. This is a, a picture Well, this wasn't Uh, me to be clear. Leadville 100. Yeah. Where did this come from? A friend of mine is
0: just, you know, out there scrolling the internet, looking at photos, and comes across this picture of, and it's like pattern recognition. Like when you look at something long enough, you tend to see it faster or more places, right? So he sees like baseball hat, and he's like, wait a second. And there she is at the finish line for the Leadville 100 bicycle race. And she's cheering someone on. Hmm. Lo and behold, who is she Hmm. cheering on? But one. Quinn Gallagher so bar owner
1: she's been seen with
0: she's the he's the Beatlebert guy he's the guy okay in the Beetlebert. Mm-hmm. you've all uh, seen the videos okay. we don't have to He's the, the point here and yeah. well he
3: was a groper a
1: little bit of both
0: yeah, both. Yeah. both I, I guess so say. I thought they were against gropers so here's the headline from the UK Daily Mail, who is now, apparently, the British tabs are reporting on like, <laughs> Colorado cycling races. This is how, yeah. this is how. Do you wonderful- have any
2: idea how that happened, by the way?
0: I No, nah, I can't really say. The universe <laughs> is a wonderful place, and sometimes <laughs> things just bang around, and here we are. So here's the headline, which is like one of those long uk headlines exclusive all red lauren bobert used campaign funds to buy tickets to cheer boyfriend quinn gallagher onto this i fucking love this shade 774th place in grueling colorado (laughs) bike ride weeks before a couple were kicked out of beetlejuice performance so this like that's the headline begs a bunch that's the entire headline Uh yeah Mm -hmm. i didn't i I didn't paraphrase (laughs) so like this begs a couple questions because like she told TMZ during this like same period of time, she like implied she's really good at this. She's like kind of like lies by omission, where she doesn't like say what's happening, but she implied that that was her first date. It wasn't because back in whenever this was July, she was spending campaign money on seeing her boyfriend, then boyfriend I guess, at the race. Leadville's not in her district.
2: Campaign money? Yeah. How do you know it was campaign money? Because she
0: has to disclose it. Because she spent $339 on event tickets for the Leadville 100 MTB race in August. That's when it was.
3: Boebert has realized long ago, like Colorado Polls was the first to report this in like uh, November 2020, After she had won her first election, before she was sworn in, that she had spent twenty thousand dollars on campaign funds for "quote unquote" mileage reimbursement, which is the equivalent of driving around the planet one and a half times.
1: District's not that big. It's not that big. It's
3: big, but but it's not not circumnavigate the globe one and a half times big. But nothing happened from that, and so I think she's realized that people uh, are going to look. I can just spend. Well, they might, and they might file a ethics complaint, but nothing will happen. But this is what George Santos got actually, like ethics
0: committee violation for was spending oh. campaign money on Hermes and OnlyFans right. and all sorts of other stuff. So, like. The line seems pretty blurry, especially when it comes to enforcement, but this wasn't actually the end of the story at the Lenville 100, because we, like, unpacked the finances of this whole thing, so check it out. On July 31st of this year, Bobert's campaign paid Hoochcraft Cocktail Bar $317 for event catering. That is Quinn Gallagher's bar in Aspen, which famously hosted drag shows, which she is yes. ethically allegedly against. against. Right. Um on August 11th that year, uh, her campaign uh, Facebook page posted about her appearance at a veterans event in Archuleta County at the same time. Bobert's official Facebook account uh, posted about her visiting a community forum in Alamosa. Then he competed the Leadville 100, and then she spent campaign money on a hotel in at the Fairfield Inn and Suites. So she's spending campaign money to go see her boyfriend and then like sneaking across the border back to her own district to have a little event and then coming back and like doing boyfriend stuff. It's all weird.
2: Mm. Wow. Yeah, I would say that this particular affair has not helped her campaign. No. I I
3: think it ended
2: it. You do? I do.
1: Why?
3: The the Beetlebert thing, the the vaping and the groping and the yelling and the taking pictures and videos and yelling at a pregnant woman. And And the do you know who I am classic. Yeah. That made her embarrassing to the establishment Republicans in a different way.
1: How? I want to talk about this. <laughs> this is where I'm super bothered. Go on. I,
3: you know, the thing I think that bothers them the most is the do you know who I am part.
1: Is it that? Huh? I do.
3: I
0: do think Because the focus
1: so. felt a lot like on her behavior that felt to me a little slut shamey. So but, I disagree
0: slightly. And, and so okay. here's where I'll agree with you and disagree with you respectfully. I, yes, of course. I think that's part of it. And I think there's all plenty of sexism baked in all of this. But I think it's just the hypocrisy. And if you're an establishment Republican, she is shining a bright flashlight on the fact that you guys don't exactly always say what you mean and mean what you say. Right. So here she is on the one hand decrying drag shows and talking about traditional family values and shaming trans kids and doing all sorts of nasty stuff. Right. And then over here, she's like getting frisky and free in a theater, which like doesn't bother me as a human being, the hypocrisy is what bothers me. And it
3: made Republicans establishment, Republicans who have stood by her feel dumb, I think, and, and feel... It, that was something that she couldn't defend. She couldn't blame Joe Biden for that. <laughs> you know, she couldn't say it was the media that uh, trapped her. Although, you know, online, some of these right-wing forums, they have tried to imply that this was some kind of a setup. Which yeah, is Quinn Gallagher Democrat, by the way, is he's hilarious. not a Democrat, oh, yeah. never Hope has been g- one. We looked him up. That he's
0: unaffiliated. Right. But it's a false flag. He was a setup. It was, mm. she, he He seduced her into
3: a theater and yes. then planted the camera right at the <laughs> yes. It's wacky stuff, y'all. But that's yeah, the other part of it is that there was no this was not political this was just like a a reflection of who she really is and there was no way to cover it up with politics and i think it made a lot of republicans go "Ew, gross
1: okay sure however here's my beef i came across two gazette editorials and one was uh they endorsed her challenger jeff Mm heard And this is a quote, Boebert has a seemingly intractable image problem, which is manifested in lackluster financial support. She appears divisive at a time when voters want peace. Western Slope voters value statesmanship, moderation, diplomacy, and soft-spoken strength, none of which defines their member of the House. They perceive Boebert as seeking celebrity status more than results, which they frown upon. Okay, backtrack. <laughs> Have
0: Gazette- you heard of Donald Trump? Gazette
1: endorsement, Donald <laughs> <laughs> Trump 2020. <laughs> Quote, oh, we get it. Trump's personality and character traits nauseate a significant segment of voters. Colorado's mostly white-collar population finds no charm in Trump's brazen, crude, and unconventional demeanor, see Winston Churchill. Yet, never has a presidential candidate's persona been less relevant. So, Trump can do it. Trump can grab him by the pussy. Lauren Boebert can't get felt up. In Beetlejuice? Like, what is. I genuinely. Here's another, I, I don't want to defend right. her, but misogyny is like stinking off of this story to me.
3: This is also about winning and losing. Bobert came within 546 votes of not being reelected. Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee for president, which means you've got, you know, essentially a 50 50 chance of being president. Bobert. According to polling and anecdotal data and every, and fundraising, she's likely to lose in 2024. So, part I think- of why now is like, you know, Trump could win, so we're going to stay with him. Bobert is going to lose. We need someone else before she loses.
1: But I think it all goes back to her being a woman, is partially why she's in this position. I mean, they're in making the, the same
0: argument against. Different people, for different people. They're like, please ignore this man because he's a dude and he gets to do it. And then over here, we're judgy, judgy. The other thing I just want to point out is like, let's not get too crazy and assume that the Gazette editorial board is intellectually honest or consistent. No, but I, or, I, it was
1: the best example in the state that I could find of what I felt the moment I saw the Boebert like stuff big picking up on the. Misogyny. It was just like, oh, this is now our problem with Lauren Boebert. Now we have a problem with her, and Trump does the same shit but worse. On a larger stage can win. for decades. Right. Right. But Trump, I guess you're right. So that's the answer. Trump can win.
0: To Jason's point, let's talk about the district's fundamentals a little bit because I think it's important. The district was drawn by the redistricting Commission to basically be an R plus 10, right? That means Republicans should have a 10 point margin, 55, 45, essentially in a two way race every normal election. In um, the first time she won, she won by 10 points. So the dist- they didn't really know what she was getting into. So she won the district by the numbers that the district kind of dictates all by itself. Um, Progress Now Colorado organization I used to run did a poll in April of 2022 that showed the generic vote for Congress among CD3 residents was 38 Democrat, 49 Republican. So that's 11. So that backs that up, right? When they asked Boebert versus Frisch head to head, it was a dead heat. It was 50-50 with like a small margin of error. So she's underperforming the district by almost 10 points, if not more, right? That's the problem right there. Regardless because a generic of Republican problem Well, situation. the decorum is why she's that bad, right? If she were Doug Lamborn, we wouldn't be talking about her.
2: Well, here, here's that's where I want to talk about because I ever since the Beetlebird scandal, I reached out to Bobert's office for an interview, was declined. Um, but I've got on her email list, and so I keep track of what she's been doing now since then.
0: Oh, they and popped you on the press list. Yeah, that's great. It is great. Honestly, <laughs> I can
2: follow what she's actually doing because that you, you Democrats, to be honest, always are hitting her for like well, not what they
3: say she's doing. <laughs> exactly what they say she's right. doing.
2: But what no, they she's say doing she's it. doing is actual meaningful legislation that i think seems to matter to conservatives in her district like this pueblo jobs she's act that's about really changing hard. a chemical depot yep. yeah she's trying really hard the wolves thing is the big one i think because she's trying to delist gray wolves at the exact time that gray wolves are going to be reintroduced to the state the cattlemen's association sued to stop so this. there's at least one them. more yeah so yeah. she yeah, wants people to be able to shoot them right but she, which yeah. is what ranchers want
0: those are western slope issues
3: she understands that she needs to appear to be focusing on western slope issues, a lot of the stuff she's doing in Congress is going nowhere and isn't going to pass. and she just points out that look, I drafted you know something, but she she seems to understand that it's, it's been what four four years almost, yeah. and and she's never really done anything. Well, this district. is what I
0: mean, put it this way, like she's doing this right now. Yeah. As a result of her super close call in 2022, and suddenly she's into legislating, and suddenly she's into bills, and suddenly she's into Pueblo. None of that was happening for the last three years, right? It's only as a result of her super close election that she's like, oh, crap. I can't just be right-wing celebrity on the internet. I have to actually do stuff for the people who sent me there because I've tanked my own number so badly I can't win in a safe Republican district automatically,
2: but she's got time. You know, we got six months. Yeah. The primary's in June. You know, yeah. if if she delivers on gray wolves, if she can get her rancher constituents have a big win. Have you seen this Congress? <laughs> I, I have, I, I've heard a few things about this Congress. There is no
3: way she gets a bill passed.
2: Well, no chance. She just has no... What would you do if you were her?
3: I would have done this a long time ago, but I, I think she's doing what she should do. I just... It's too, too late. Hmm. Uh, and because this Congress is so dysfunctional under these house republicans who hate government i, I don't see how anything gets bad. they've in you know since this republican-led congress has been in session they've passed a budget and uh yeah yeah and that's uh, the end of the yeah. list <laughs> oh they and they they threw out their house speaker oh yeah
1: they oh, did. They and did that's bad.
3: all. That was a good vote.
0: So, you guys
1: are saying too little, too late.
0: Brittany likes to say that she voted for Hakeem Jeffries like 27 times. And that's the most <laughs> votes she's taken
2: in Congress. This is your wife, Brittany Pedersen, yeah, who represents sorry. Lakewood. Right. Yeah. And I
3: just So, to your point, I, I don't see how she, any that. She I don't see how anybody passes anything.
2: So, you think she has no chance uh, of ha- getting this stuff? Of holding on to her
3: seat. I, I don't think no chance, but I think it's, I, I'd put it at 80 20. Hmm. against against
0: like primary and general or yeah, primary both because she okay. has to i think i'm with you on that but i think she wins the primary and then loses the general because win oh, or lose she the, she primary, the primary okay. she drains
3: a majority of her resources correct
0: because she has to survive that in order to win the general and then she'll walk into a five million dollar adam first buzzsaw so she's crippled coming out of the primary even if she wins and the, you should never be in the situation as an incumbent in a safe district like the plan here is to like raise enough to scare off any legitimate primary opponent. Make sure you crush them in the primary like, you know, she beat Don Corum, you know, 6535. That's how that's supposed to look and then win the general by a huge margin that matches your district's fundamentals and then do it again in two years. She beat Quorum sixty five thirty five, but then only beat Frisch by 546 votes, and now she's in the untenable position. And this is rare for an incumbent member of Congress of having a very hard primary and a very hard general.
3: And at the same time, her fundraising is going down because – the bigger groups, the bigger donors are leaving her.
0: And the grassroots folks are walking away for the reasons we discussed earlier. They're like some of them are actual like true believer, like right wing evangelical, like
3: moralist types and they like
0: can't give money to
3: the Beetlebert Subjective. lady. A yes. large part of her sure. money comes from small donors out of state who like when she says
1: sort of part of the the MAGA contingent. Yeah. It's Bingo. like she
3: presses the Joe Biden is a jerk button and then they send her five dollars.
0: Okay. <laughs> and
1: do you <laughs> think that that's worn off as well? I think she, I think that's
3: what is keeping her afloat. At this there point, are other
0: better people who aren't as morally hazardous as she is in that lane right now. Like if that's your game, give to Marjorie Taylor Greene or Chip Roy or Ted Cruz. Like there's plenty of hands out.
2: But she's not running against them. She's running against yeah, this. But Herd they're guy. saying like that nationally, you know? national when national people, I know she has donors. this asset. She has a very strong brand nationally. People are supporting her nationally. Right. But she's running against this guy but Jeff. Herd. This is
0: why I think that she's actually going to be okay in the primary because the electorate that's going to vote in the Colorado Republican primary in. 2024, is very specifically grassrootsy, real conservative Western Slope and Southern Colorado Republicans. So that's why I'm not as bullish as Jason is on her chances of losing the primary, because I think most people will be like, Hurd's either a wet blanket or a rhino or too moderate or whatever, and we need a fighter, and she's our fighter. And in the general, if it was Bobert Hurd, Hurd would probably win the general election if it was just the two of them somehow. But in Colorado, we have partisan primaries and then partisan general elections. So only Republicans in the primary and then a D versus an R typically in the general. And I think she'll beat her by a 60 to 40 type 55, 45 maybe if she's having a really bad night margin. And then I think Frisch probably beats her by like up to five points in the general. Yeah. I, I think
3: it's, hmm. I think it's tighter in, in the primary because of the way it's going right now. You've got the Gazette newspaper endorsing her opponent out of, you know, Kind of out of nowhere. And which, like a weird
0: time in the clock, too. Like
3: yeah, a weird time in the early year. Early December. Right. Six months. Yeah. That signals to me, and I, I think to Ian also that that there are big players, big Republican names who are pushing this.
0: The establishment flare gun went up. Right. And they were like, get her out. Yeah. Because they probably
1: need that time to get this new guy. It's former
0: Senator Hank Brown, University of Colorado, former president Bruce Benson, former Attorney General and Mayor of Colorado Springs, John Southers. Bill Owens, former, last Republican governor. Jane Norton, last Republican t- lieutenant governor. So these are the big wigs. These are the, you know, Phil Anschutz owns the Gazette. They all probably go to the same golf club or whatever. And so the word su- went out. they're probably
1: supporting Hurd.
3: Right. Yep. They are, they are supporting Hurd.
0: Cut her loose. And these are all, they've all endorsed Hurd. And, then, and
3: they've, they've been specific about saying, we don't think Bobert can win a general election anymore. We need Hurd.
1: Um, well, one last thing I just want to talk about really quick is like, um, we talked a little bit about Trump, but when we're talking about Trump on the ballot, right, it's like we're looking towards a presidential election in 2024, possibly Trump versus Biden. Um, Probably. I, like Almost I, surely. But I feel like that also is just brings more that we know that more people vote during these elections. Like, do you think that Trump's name on this ballot will impact her chances in any way?
3: I, I don't think it helps. I think it helps turnout perhaps in her district.
1: But it doesn't necessarily mean turnout for her.
3: Yeah, not for her. Okay. Um but you know, it's hard to to I, I would expect turnout to be lower than it has been relatively to other presidential races because Colorado's not on the map anymore. No, we have worked
0: ourselves right into that blue side. We're of solid the blue. It's not there's not gonna be a single dime spent by a presidential election in this state. There's no reason but to your to point it. about Trump, which is an interesting one, the generic presidential vote, or rather the named presidential vote in that district in April of last year, Biden 41, Trump 49. So 49% of CD3 voters are willing to pull the lever for Donald Trump, despite it all, and a congressional Republican. But, but more when of them it,
3: will vote for Biden, than we'll vote for Boebert.
0: That's a great way to put it, actually. And when it comes to Boebert, it is 45-45. 45 for Fresh,
3: 45 for Boebert. The other 10,
1: undecided. So it's going to be a tough one. But I, I, think,
3: I, I think we'd both be surprised at this point if a year from now, Lauren Boebert is still in Congress.
0: Oh, absolutely. For sure. Different pathways to defeat. Right. But I think we're both like pretty convinced that she's on the losing side of the coin right now. And she did it
3: to herself.
1: Well, Ian and Jason, thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you for inviting us.
2: Hey, it's great to be here. You too, Paul. See you next time, Bree.
1: After we recorded this conversation with Jason and Ian, the Colorado Supreme Court shifted the balance of power in this race. The Denver Post reported that the court ruled Tuesday, in a 4-3 decision, that former President Donald Trump is barred from appearing on a primary ballot in Colorado. The case is widely expected to go before the U.S. Supreme Court, so we'll keep you posted as the story develops. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a Colorado Congressional District 3 voter about us. Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. (laughs)
0: We have an entire text group that can't reference anything past, like, 2001. Yeah. Because, like, most people are, like, in their 40s and just stopped watching TV at that point. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can't. Yeah. So it's all, like, you know, Home Alone came back in a good way this holiday season.
1: Good film.